You're listening to Always Open number 123. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. That looks like someone animated poorly. Welcome to another episode of Always Open. I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and today I have probably the best-looking cast to ever exist Ooh. on this mm. set. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if wow. you're watching this and you've been on this show before <laughs> <laughs> this episode. Uh, with me today, I have... It's me, Hannah. Uh, <laughs> what? An angel. <laughs> I panic every time I'm on the show and I say, it's me, because I'm used to listening <laughs> to you, and I just say it, because I panic. What? Sorry. Hannah, who's next to you? The most it's perfect. M- it, it me. Oh, come on. Oh. The most perfect Troy Baker. The most perfect Troy. Troy there's, Baker. There's a less than perfect Troy Baker, and he, unfortunately, was not available. Oh. Yeah, you know what? We tried to get him, but he yeah. just didn't show up. What's up? It's me. You can't even see my legs. Look at my legs. I wish you could. Let's get a shot oh. of them. Ooh. Shot of them gams. Some weird things going on it's an here. interesting pose. It's not very comfortable. Are you in an accident? What happened to you? Jesus Do you remember? Uh, come rise and be healed. <laughs> Do you remember that game? Uh, it was called QWOP, I think. And it was this like, like you were a track runner trying to run oh, down yeah. a track. And yep. you had to use like the Q, W, O, and mm-hmm. yes. P to walk. But his legs, they would make his legs go like was this. It like you would control like the body too and yes. the legs? Or yeah. was it like out and down? Yeah, it was something weird. But anyway, that's what it yeah, was. I feel like, like you guys are pitching a terrible game. <laughs> it was, it a, was terrible a terrible game. game. It's been made. Would you like to voice it? I probably did. We just <laughs> needed to go, ah! Uh. Nope, actually, I did that. Uh. <laughs> A lot of grunts in your yeah, life. One of these days, I'm going to be able to walk good if they press that <laughs> QWOP better. There you go. BAFTA. That's a line from the game. That's what will give me the BAFTA. Troy, you're back. I, I'm front, too. Sides, middle, <laughs> top, and bottom. I am. How long has it been? You were on season seven. I don't know. That's I don't really we, believe in numbers. Yeah, we don't either. Yeah, we had you and Nolan on. I, we pre-recorded an episode with you guys because you were going to be in town. It was, yeah. it was when we had this new set. No. This, this new thing. Not this new no, set. This we had this the, thing. We yeah. didn't have this thing. Not this the chairs. Is <laughs> this yeah. is a brand new thing. Mm-hmm. It's the first time on the chairs. We did, I think we were the, the, the f- we were going to be the third episode of the season. Yeah. We were the first thing. Yeah. We get to knock the dust off that thing. You could tell because if you look at the chalkboard, we had written <laughs> the things out instead of having it professionally done. Oh, yes. By John Benson. Mr. John Bunsen. John Bunsen of Bunsen Burner fame. <laughs> well, Beaker? Bunsen Beaker? It's close. That's yeah. a new thing. That, I would have thought that guy would become a thing, right? I know, People right? clamoring for a Beaker game now? What? You about this? Yeah. No. Are you, From the Game Awards? Yeah. Bunsen, Beaker, and, and, and Clyde, whatever their names are. I don't are. remember. You guys are Showed just up. making sounds. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> hey, you guys talked about the weirdest game ever. I can, I can tangent off of this. Or Everyone knows Quap. The, uh, the, for the for the game awards, they, they brought out mm-hmm. uh, Bunsen Beaker and, and yeah. me, 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 that guy. Oh, oh the, from the Muppets. From the Muppets. Yes. And now everyone's like, well, now I want that game. They they like did a fake game, and now yeah. I think it's actually going to happen where Beaker's going to be in the Untitled Goose game. It was honk, pretty honk. adorable and perfect. You, you played the Untitled. Goose I have. That was my Halloween costume. Honk honk. <laughs> it was. It was your Halloween. That was costume. my Halloween costume. Was what? I was an angry villager. <laughs> So I had a broom. Okay. And uh, Dan uh, dressed up as the goose. So we. we so it really there... didn't work when we were apart. Like I just looked like a janitor. Oh. I was at the, the the Halloween party here with my broom walking around, and people thought I was like, just 
Yeah. Why don't you care? Yeah, yeah they were like, are you cleaning up? <laughs> are you here to clean up? And I was like, I'm a, I'm an angry villager from yeah, the Goose game. That's what I've learned about like Halloween yeah. costumes. Pair costumes, you have to be together. Don't. And as soon as he would walk up and I would like shake the broom at him, people mm. were like, oh, I get it. But when we were apart, it didn't really work. Explain Untitled Goose Game. How me. can you? I mean, I mean, it is a yeah. uh, anomaly. It felt it feels like it was a joke game, and then it just people started playing it, and it's it's just <laughs> it's delightful. It's delightful. It's the most simplistic mechanically thing, but it's also just. Are you a goose? You're the goose. You're, a, you're the goose. And Troy actually voiced the goose. Honk honk. <laughs> honk honk. The most casual goose of all, just honk honk. I feel like you would love this game, Mario. You just wreak havoc. You yes. Yeah. But in a in goose a very uh, charming. Mm. Well, I would say annoying. It's true. Yeah, oh. I mean, for the for the for the villagers, it's you're very just you're a goose, and there's never mm -hmm. been like, well, that's a very cute goose. That's true. Goose are geese are mean. I feel like they're Ge scary. Gooses, geese, geese. It's the strangest geese? start to any episode you've ever had. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. The one. Clearly, I haven't seen this show. <laughs> <laughs> Nine seasons. All right. Have you, have you ever done a couple's costume? Yes. Uh, so here's the deal. Growing up the way that I did, Halloween was like frowned upon. Like we didn't do it. Mm. Um, and Is that so, a Christian thing? Very Christian mm. thing. So we, every once in a while we would do the hallelujah party because ah. we didn't want to celebrate Halloween by dressing up in costume and going and collecting candy. So you go to the church and you dress up like a biblical character, you go get candy. <laughs> yep. Very mixed yep. messaging. The, <laughs> the scariest costume of all. Yep. So at, you know, at nine years old when you're really trying to like process the intricacies and nuances of your faith, you know, all of them was like, how do I get the Reese's? I don't, uh -huh. I don't care. Give me the Whoppers, give me the Reese's. <laughs> yeah. Do I have to put that beard on or that devil horn? I don't care. So finally in my adulthood, um, I, my wife and I dressed up as uh, um, uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Mm. Um, she was, why am I drawing a blank on her name? She was Margot, yeah. and then I was um, the other Wilson brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke, Luke Wilson. Yeah. And it, because uh, I, had, I had this, this a great bushy beard at the time, which again, yeah. if you go and Google images, it's like, I said yep. this before, I felt like I, I if you like Google images me, it looks like someone who's in witness protection <laughs> because it's just like, that's not the same person, but it is, mm -hmm. oddly enough. So yeah, I've done it before. Have you done it? Yeah, I, I've done one couple's costume. It was last year. Trevor and I couple? were uh, oh, Wayne yeah. and Garth. Oh, yeah, that was I remember that. Yeah, that, that, was was, that was pretty brilliant. That was the cheapest, easiest <laughs> Oh, yeah. Really? Ever. I didn't have to wear makeup. I got mm. to tease my hair. But were you like sexy Garth? No. Yeah. You're I mean, by yeah. nature. <laughs> by nature, but this is not fair. Like uh, this is great. This is New Year's episode. And we're talking. About <laughs> I know. Well, we're wrapping behind. up the year. You yeah. Know? We're talking about all the things that happened in this year, and Halloween was a thing that happened this year. As it, it was. <laughs> I was surprised that it happened. Thank you, Mariel. Sure enough, they were like, you know what, October 31st, you're up. We're bringing it back. You know, I didn't think it happened again this year. Uh, did, what costume did you guys do? You didn't do a couple's costume. No, it was my brother's wedding. On yes, the that's right. Second. Oh, that's right. Because you so. had just just left. London. Yes, we were in London together for MCM Comic Con. And then this guy went off to Paris and I had to come back to Austin. Casual. <laughs> to get ready for that. But no, because we, we left on that Thursday, which was Halloween. Mm -hmm. um, and Julia, who's my brother's wife, she had like a bachelorette party thing that night. And she's like, just come in like a witchy vibe. Ooh. So a I kind of dressed up. Witchy vibe. Witchy yes. vibe. But instead, to me, that meant black dress. Right. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I decided to do braids, so I just looked like Wednesday Adams. Oh, well, she could be a witch. Well, she that could be a witch. Though. That works, though. Right? Wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Was she? 
She, I don't know. She's I don't know. Like she would natural, I think. I don't know. I haven't seen. But she's weird. Are you doing like like Christina Ricci? Or are you doing the more? Oh, I was one? thinking or Christina like Ricci. Original. Yeah. OG. Yeah. Is that your print? That's not really OG though. Well, that's, that's like, not OG. I mean, <laughs> well, OG OG is is get it Wednesday. Little girl that dances oh. with Frankenstein with uh, Lurch. Lurch. Yes. Have you seen that gif? I can't get Luke Wilson, but I get Lurch. <laughs> Just how your brain files I things, I guess. You know? What's in this coffee? Yeah, priorities. What else happened in 2020? What else happened in 2020? Yeah, oh shit, it's 2019. <laughs> it's, it's been, I feel <laughs> What do you know? <laughs> I mean. It's been a year. Mm -hmm. um, Hannah, mm -hmm. you were just talking about this before the show. Yeah. Hannah got engaged this year. And Troy, you guys have met each other a couple times. How do I not, how do I not, I feel. I feel we saw each other at RTX, mm -hmm. and then you were going, as always, you were traveling. I knew you were gonna be traveling a bunch right, right. after that, because I knew you were in the middle of a big travel like, season. Summer's yeah. crazy. For yeah, you months. were, go I remember when I saw you, you were like, I'm going here, and then here, and then here. Mm -hmm. um, and it happened, I think it was the, oh, this is bad, I should know. I'm, it was the end of July. Um, sure. that I got engaged. <laughs> and, um, but you had asked how it happened, and I felt like you would appreciate it. Once, yeah. Uh, because you know I'm a big nerd. Um, and I've already kind of told this story, so sorry if I'm like rehashing it. But basically, um, have you ever played the game Fog of Love? No. Okay, so I feel like you would like it. Okay. Um, it's a board game, it's a two player board game, it's solely two players. Okay and you are playing as, each of you are playing a fictitious partner in a relationship. And, um, so it's fog <laughs> of war, but it's the fog so, of, Yeah, okay. but so you, and you kind of draw different cards to create characters. So you're building fake characters, and they have like a job, and they have wants and needs. And most of the game is set up as a sort of game of, of multiple choice. So you have personal goals you're trying to achieve and certain choices that you make get you, you points. But also you're ostensibly trying to make your relationship with the other player succeed. And those choices also amount to different points. So sometimes you make a choice that's good for you but isn't good for the relationship okay. and vice versa. Sometimes <gasps> you sacrifice for yourself and it's good for the Ooh. for the relationship. I know what you're setting up right now, and this is incredibly <laughs> precarious. Like everybody else yeah. is like, I need to get like. I'm like right. watching your reactions. Wow. Okay. So, so the interesting thing is, I've talked to Marielle about this before, is that when we have played the game, we've always said like, yeah, you you would not play this game as yourselves, because that seems like a shortcut to destroying your relationship, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it feels key that you're playing fictitious characters. All right. The one time that I played it with you, I yes. played with Tyler Coe, yes. and we ended up hating each other by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, why do you keep picking this? Um, and so we, we love this game, and there are multiple expansions for the game. And so um, Dan and I had been together for about five years, five and a half years at this point. And um, I had had a really rough day. I'd been at like the car place trying to get my car fixed all day. I came home, I was in a tizzy, I was yelling, I was upset. <laughs> Dan was, and we had plans to go out to dinner that night because it was our, basically I had missed our five year anniversary. And so uh, he was being very patient and he had, he's like, I'm gonna go get the mail, you just relax, I'll come back. He comes back with the mail and he's like, oh great, like there's this new expansion of Fog of Love that came out. Um, and it's like a month to month thing now where they'll, every month they'll send you a new, like a little mini expansion because the game kind of has like different um, walkthroughs you can do. Sorry, we're getting real in the weeds. Uh, no, I no, 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 I'm okay. tracking with you 100%. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the edge of this well, wonderfully comfortable recliner. <laughs> so, so he, so basically like each, each time you play through the game, there's a sort of a, a premise. So it could be like childhood sweethearts or opposites attract, like each couple that you're playing through has like a thematic element to it. Are you choosing a character or they 
or, or, or is there a character like you draw from no. a rogue? So you're, a, a you're, mage. You're, you name the character. It's no no real archetypes. It's you got traits. bitch. You got lover. You got child. Oh, is you that really like going like the Kendallian? You got sinner. You got saint. <laughs> the normal rent. Um, okay. I do not feel ashamed. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> That's it. That's the episode. Um, so no, you 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 come, you make up a name, and then your character is basically determined by their random cards you shuffle their traits. So it could be um, like uh, fashionable, or you know, stubborn, or uh, like likes mismatched socks. Like they could be very very granular or very kind of broad strokes. And then you often get like you also shuffle through like occupations. So you kind of are like building like a made up just person. Um, and, and is this character persistent throughout multiple games or do you, no. everyone is a different one? Every, every kind of playthrough is different characters. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, so so it's like, you know, makes sense. So he basically was pitching to me and he has this package. He gets this package, he shows it to me, cuts it open, takes it out, has like all the fog of love stuff on it. And he's like, well, why don't we, to relax before we go to dinner, why don't we just sit and play through this? And so I was Let's like, Let's just relax real quick. Just play, play a little more game. game. An incredibly intense game. game about relationships. Uh, but he knew it was a game that I, I and I had, I remember the, the week prior, I had asked if we could play Fog of Love, and we didn't have time to do it. So I think he was like, We'll just do this. So we're, we're, we open it up, we take the cards out, and I'm, I'm reading through them. And it always starts, like I said, with a premise card. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, What is this? He's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, this is us. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, it says like it, the the setup of the playthrough was, you met at a uh, at a at a at a party and found out you worked for the same company, and decided to keep your relationship under wraps from your coworkers. This is cards that are printed. Look like look like the game printed on on cards that look like the game. <laughs> so I'm like, this Make is it us. Everyone's right. right. So I was like, this is us. Like this is definitely us. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And the the headline of the playthrough was the secret engagement. So I was like, I don't want to be that person who's like, are you proposing? And him be like, it's a game. Relax. You know. <laughs> so I was like, um, what is this? And so he's like, it just like let's keep setting it up. So we set it all up, and I'm I'm dealt like my trait cards, and they're like very similar to me. So it's like blue eyes, animal lover, like, but he's like, these are general things. Like, I don't, why are you being, <laughs> he's like, you're not, you're not special, yeah, He was like gaslighting me <laughs> the entire time. Like, because at one point, so we start playing and the cards are, are very specific. Like, Will. Right. You. <laughs> right. So like, I'm getting all these things that are very specific to us. And it's like, you know, I got a card that was like, cause then basically it's, the way the game works is it's it's premises. So it's like in, in previous iterations of the game, it's like, you know, um, you have to go to a uh, company party and they go with you to pick out your outfit. You try and address, what do you say to your partner? And you have A, B, C, D choices. Okay. And then they would say like, you look amazing or I don't think that's the right dress for you. And depending on what you guys pick, you get points. And you're trying to match or not match depending on what you want. Very dangerous, dangerous. Very dangerous. Mm -hmm. so, so we're getting these things and like one that pops up is uh, fostering kittens. And I was like, this is us. Like this, we do that. We do that. And he's like, Hannah, lots of people foster animals. And I was like, and I'm going, like, did I huff fumes at the card place today? Like, what is going on? And so finally we get to the end of the pack, and the card is like, uh, it just says, like, they all have headers, so it says, Do you love me? And then it says, uh, like, explain to your partner, because a lot of them are prompts, like they'll tell you to to do things. Explain to your explain to your partner what you love about them. And then it's like A, B, C, D. And they all have like very sweet things like I love you more each day or whatever. And then D is 
um, I have something to ask you. And then in parentheses it says trigger special event. And so I was like, is this happening? Like, what <laughs> is going on? And so he, of course, like, I don't, I didn't pick D because I was like, I'm not doing this. No, I'm <laughs> not being baited into well, this. The thing that she hasn't mentioned is that he's filming this oh, yeah, whole time right. because he has like a webcam. He had a webcam. Well, so here's the thing. This is how, this also deepens how the nerdiness. is. He plays Twilight Imperium, which is like one of the most intense board games I've ever seen in my entire life. And he's in a league and they had asked him if he could teach them how to stream it. So he had gotten this stuff to stream for them, and I knew this. So he was like, we're gonna play this, so why don't I just test out this streaming stuff, because he was gonna do it that weekend. So he's like, I need to test it, make sure it works. This guy, man. He was like, I have to make sure it works. So I was like, that's weird, but I mean, he, I know he's doing that this weekend. He's mm. had this stream gear for like three months. So it was weird, but again, enough that I suspended my disbelief. So obviously at this point, I'm being recorded. He, the, the cards are made for us. And your parents are and, there. Well, and so, yeah, and so like, and so I, he, we pick this, I just pick B and then he picks D and so then he's like, okay, uh, can you stand up? I have something to ask you. So I stood up, he gets down on one knee, he proposes, I, I black out, like I just start crying. I'm sure he said wonderful things. Uh, it's on tape somewhere, so I'm sure I will watch it again. Um, and so he proposes and it's very wonderful and sweet. And my first question was, how did you do this? What is this? Because as wonderful as that moment was, my brain could not figure out this game. And what it was was that he had decided he a while ago that he had wanted to propose through a board game because we play them all the time. They're very key to our relationship. And uh, he had been trying to design it himself and wasn't looking good. So he <laughs> reached out via board game forums to the creators of the game saying, hey, would you be able to send me some of the fonts, like tell me the fonts you use so that I can try to do this because this is what I want to do for my girlfriend. And they were like, we love this idea so much, we'll do it for you. Wow. And so yeah. they're from, I think, the Netherlands. So they, did, they basically were like, you write all the copy, we'll design everything, send it to you. And he just had to get them printed. And then he like cut all the edges of the cards so they'd look rounded. But the reason I couldn't figure it out was they were legitimately identical to the actual game. So when he went and got them from the mail, he wasn't actually getting them from the mail. No, he had, exactly, he had gotten an envelope, fake sealed it, had one of his coworkers <laughs> write it so it wasn't in his handwriting. And Bro. put like mail stuff on it. So I literally saw him open a package, which was why it was so confusing to me. Cause literally, I was like- every man in the world <laughs> fucking hates him so much right now. Step it, it up. It was very all... elaborate. Well, and to, to your joke, he was then like, okay, well, we are legitimately late for dinner, so we have to go. So I was like, oh yeah, right. And we were going to dinner, like not very far from us. And we go to the restaurant and we turn a corner and the lady stops at the table where we're gonna sit. And there are like two people there. And I was like, oh, this isn't our table. And then the people turn around and they're my parents. And they did, <laughs> he did, my parents did fly in to surprise me. So it there was very- go. I know, honestly. It was ridiculous. The greatest yeah. man in the world. It was I'm pretty just, ridiculous. I don't know, how can, you, how can you even measure up to that? You can't. You can't. You can, because this is what we were saying when Hank Green was here, that that is a very like specific to us. Right. Anytime someone proposes and it's personal, I don't care if it's like he was saying it was pizza on a hike, like oh, it's- Oh yeah, I forgot. But, yeah, yeah, he was saying that's what he did. And I think if it's personal to you, it's perfect. I Absolutely. don't think it needs to be elaborate. Dan made me think I was insane for <laughs> a full two hours. So he uh, likes nagging you. Yeah, right? maybe that's how he gets. You. Yeah, he was like, I, I've got her, I've conned her. Well, because normally <laughs> I'm very suspicious. So, but yeah, so I have not seen you in a while. So that's what happened. What an amazing story! Isn't it was it? pretty great. It was pretty. Uh, it's just like, and you, you get to keep like, 
that's not just like a keepsake that you get like, oh, like here's a picture from when we got engaged or whatever. It's like, you can show your kids that. Yeah, we, you, can like, oh, you, you can play it. You can play as Dan and I. And that was wow. the other red flag. I was like, we're not supposed to play as ourselves. Why are we doing this? Ooh, I'll go play as you guys and break you up. And there, <laughs> wow. is, a, there is a card that lets you break up in it. So you could break us up. Wouldn't it be funny if that's the direction you It's like Jumanji. I know. And people said that. Yeah, they right? were like, Exactly. They were like, what if you had chosen the card that breaks you up? And I was like, I don't know what he would have I think you legally would have had to break up. <laughs> you, it's over. By law. You, You're you, done. You'd be, you'd be single right now. Yep. Well, yep. do you feel, though, that there is a, a general, like, a, a level of attrition for stories like that? Like, there's, there's with the advent of... We met on Bumble. We met, you know, on, mm. on, there's there's so many other ways that legitimately people are, are are dating and having relationships. I'm not disparaging those services, but yeah. there seems to be this this trend towards and like my wife's a, a, a predominantly a wedding photographer, so she does proposals, weddings, engagements, all these kind of things, and so mm. she'll always ask, like, "How'd you guys meet?" And we're like, well, "I don't know. We just um, Bumble. He was Bumble that we. <laughs> it's like, Chip. and and then what happens? Like, um." I don't know. That was Tuesday, and we're here. It's, there's no, there's no narrative to their relationship. Right. So I don't know if that's that's something that, that maybe just mm. a subsection of what I'm seeing of culture. Or if you're kind of, is that something you guys see that there's not a lot of people that have something that is, I mean, bespoke to you? Because, mm. yeah. like you said, it doesn't have to be opulent and and mm -hmm. elaborate. That, that's an elaborate thing. It's very elaborate. But it's it's not like dancing bears and I did fireworks. Yeah, Do you feel like romance is dying? <laughs> Oof, that's Ooh. A we just is romance dying? Is 2020, romance happy 2020. Is romance um, dead? Do we bring it back? I, I think that I believe that our very genetic level, we're storytellers. We that's why all of us do what we do is because somehow we're we're trying to tell our story. That's all we want to do is tell our story. And since cavemen were drawing on walls and saying look at this woolly mammoth that I killed, mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, whether it be like, I'm hoping that this impresses you so that you will go into my cave tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you, look how big he was. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you see how big he was? Um, <laughs> I don't know if, if, but not only are we storytellers, but we're also that we were like hunters, you mm -hmm. know, and, and we had to, we were against uh, a lot of odds and we were against the elements, we were against, you know, enemies that were, trying to eat us. We were either trying to eat them or they were trying to eat us. And now it's kind of like, I don't know, I scroll through my phone and I swipe as opposed to, there's, I don't, I don't know the last time a guy walked or a girl walked up to somebody in a bar and was like, can I buy you a drink? Mm. Yeah. And then got told, no. <laughs> and like, uh. And realized. So you say the, yes, you get the free drink and then you serve. Yeah, and then yes. Peace out. I don't know. Well, that's a whole separate <laughs> sub-conversation. But for me, the thing is, is uh, if I if I walked up and I was a as if I was a jerk, mm -hmm. um, some varying degree of douchebag, and I I was rejected, um, that taught me something. I was like, oh, so this isn't the way. You don't walk up to a girl and and give her some cheesy line. Um, mm -hmm nice pants, I'd like to be in them, or some, you know, whatever, <laughs> I don't know. It was never my style. Right. <laughs> but oh, I was like, It's always worked bad. for me. <laughs> it was worked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just like, get, get out of here, you know, if, if you got no game, then I was like, okay, I need to, maybe I just try to approach honestly, as like, I saw you, I think you're very attractive, I'd like to know why. I'd like mm. to buy you a drink. Um, that's how we learn how to adapt, and now we don't have to. We show up at a bar, and it's like, we're both here for the same thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a foregone conclusion that more than likely, 
we're gonna at least kiss. We're at least gonna date <laughs> some somehow. Mm. So I just don't know. I, I feel like that is is starting to. We're starting to see that assuage in society, but mm. I, I I I don't hear a lot of stories like yours. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just the result of. Well, no, I mean, I, I have a friend who refused to uh, online date. And so she was just like, not for me. I'm never going to do it. Mm-hmm. What was the um, reason? I don't know. I still to this day don't really know what the reasoning was. Mm. Um, and then she, I mean, she ended up, now she's been dating uh, this girl that she's been with for a few, I think maybe a year, year and a half now. And they met through work. Like they, she, mm-hmm. she runs um, kind of this publication out of Houston. And the girl that she's dating was like a photographer that she worked with a few times, and like mm-hmm. they became really good friends and stuff. But yeah, there is. I feel like it is rare to like, though. Like that story reminds me of something like would have happened with like for my parents. Sure. Not the not to anyone. Era. Yeah. yeah I not saw to a unicorn. Yeah. She got engaged by a board game. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So you know, yeah. and then like I mean, I don't know. I get the times are just changing. People are just putting less effort into things. I think that's what it is, and I also feel like most people. Are now more cynical about it. It's like, I'm never gonna find that, <laughs> right? So I don't even want to try. Yeah. Therefore, we. But as opposed to going, no, I think it's tied into worth. I think that mm. people um, will, a, guys are either lazy or scared, um, because they feel like like the stupid who, who was, had the quote. He was like, well, I don't know what to do now because the rules have changed. Mm. And I was like. No, they haven't. The rules have always been the same. Don't be an asshole. Mm. Um, I, I, I think that there's guys now that have become lazy because they all they have to do is do this to get laid. Um, and they don't have to go, oh, I have to make sure that I'm, I'm maintaining some decorum, maintaining myself, and um, not, not be an asshole, but put some effort into it. And so girls, I mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of friends that are just like, it is so hard out here. And you, I told a story, a friend of mine, she's in New York, and she said, um, you just don't understand that the rules of dating have changed. It's, it's a different game. And I was like, I have no doubt that they have. Mm. I don't doubt that the advent of, of Bumble, Twitter, Grindr, whatever, have changed the landscape. Mm-hmm. But I said, the value of gold fluctuates on a daily basis. Hourly, sometimes, depending upon the stock market, depending upon politics, depending upon what's happening with the Fortune 500, all of these things make gold go up or down. They're saying it's going to be like $1,600 an ounce, and it's never been there before, going up and down, up and down. But that is not the worth of gold. The worth of gold is the fact that there is not a singular element in the entire universe that is a better conductor for electricity. It knows how to harness, capture, and distribute energy better than any other material in the universe. That's not true. I'm the number one. (laughs) (laughs) So I looked at her and I said, you need to know your worth and fuck your value. Because the value is something that is ascribed to you externally. Your internal worth never changes. So don't worry about your value. And I think that that's... That is a, a pervasive uh, feeling with, with most people is that they feel like, well, my likes are down. Hmm. Um, or um, there's girls that are prettier on Instagram hmm. or, or whatever. Guys are, are <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani puts up a picture. Jesus. And it was Jesus. just like, good Lord. I had texted Christ. him. I, I just started watching Silicon Valley and I texted him. I was like, dude, because I, I saw him in July. 
who was here for RTX. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I can't tell you. Um, and he was getting to work on, on getting ready to go to London to work on the Eternals. And, I, and then I was like, bro, working Look, out, yeah. good. And, and I texted him the other night, I was watching Silicon Valley and I was like, holy shit, dude. You are just, it's, it's insane, like this square jaw, he's like, you don't even know. I was like, that was months ago. Yeah. Wow. And then he puts out that picture and I was like, well, great, now I'm gay. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, I, I do appreciate what he, he said in that caption though, yeah. because he, he's very upfront with, and he's like, this took me a year, I had the best trainers and I had the best nutritionist yeah. that like, that the, the most expensive or the most like profitable studio in the world can buy. So like. He's like, yes, this was a lot of hard work, but I also realized that like, it was easy for me to come by. Yeah, and it's not necessarily you know? attainable for right. the average and yes, person. Right. If no. Don't expect yourself. You can't. To and that. if you also look in that picture specifically, he's in the gym. Yeah. yeah. Right. The like little bells the, are behind. Yeah, him. The kettlebells yeah, yeah. are right behind him. Like he just finished, and his trainer's going, D stand right here. <laughs> yeah. And do this. He's looking at him like, <laughs> like this. <laughs> like click. Um, yeah. But it also came through, and I talked to him throughout the process. I mean, at your life fundamentally changes. Yep. It's hard for someone who has a normal office job to look like that, to do that, because his job is to eat, work out, read a script, and shoot. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all he's doing. Um, and when that's your life for 12 hours, yeah, you're gonna, you put in the time, you put in the effort, you're gonna yield some results. Um, and there's all genetics aside. Mm -hmm. but. My point of that specifically is, I, I even tweeted out, I was like, everybody who even remotely knows who Kumail Nanjiani is got in the gym that day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 100%. It was like, well, shit. Dude, I thought it was a Photoshop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was scrolling yeah. through my Twitter feed and I saw it, I went, huh. Yeah. What, like, I, it took me a second. I think I was talking to you about it. Yeah. And I didn't know it was real until you told me. Mm-hmm. Fine. But when you, <laughs> yeah, dude. And someone said, um, they put a picture of Chris Price, like, remember when we were impressed oh, with God. this? And someone said, looks better in brown. Uh. <laughs> I like, but I think that, you know, as a guy, or, or this happens regardless of gender. You look on social media with the perfect filter and the perfect mm -hmm. light and the six other deleted iterations of that picture that finally got posted. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I can never, Look at the, that's, I'm not gonna be that. Yeah. And so I think that that allows people to kind of change their narrative to where they feel like they can't have mm. someone that's gonna give them that kind of story. I don't know, I don't think romance is dying. I do think that it is uh, in a coma. Mm. <laughs> it's or hibernating it's, for the it's, winter. It's also evolving. Like, yeah. I, I, yes. I feel like it's Is that an evolution? I think so. Okay. Um, to, to what form? This is what Troy does. I know. Oh. This you is... say something that you think is like a nice point, and then he asks you why. <laughs> and, then he and then you're like, your I've spirit. never thought about the reason. I yield my remaining time for the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, isn't it, I'm, I'm wonderfully open to that mm. postulate, but I just, I don't know, or that, that proposal, but I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a... I don't know. Like maybe like what's considered romantic nowadays versus in the olden days. Right. <laughs> it's different. That's a good point. Well, I mean, I don't know. There was a point in, in our history where, like, men would go and capture teenage girls and be like, this is my wife now, and, like, that was considered romantic. So. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just celebrated that day. Um, so, like, I don't know. I, I think about my relationship and how it's completely different from any relationship I've ever been in. And how do you guys show 
Yeah. Direction. How do you how do you show romanticism to each other? Is that the Hate way? each other. Yes. <laughs> honk. <laughs> yeah, honk, honk. That's what the best part about having two pairs of boobs. Hey. <laughs> hey. Love you, honey. Honk, honk. <laughs> um, I don't know. That I fuck. <laughs> you got me fucked We're up. We're interviewing you on this. Episode. Yeah, I wasn't ready for this. Um, we haven't been together for a super long time. Uh, and I just think about my my relationship prior to to this one, and that was also someone I met on a dating app. Because it's when you're gay, it's uh, a job. It's like finding a job. You find it online, or like you get referred. Um, <laughs> and so I spent essentially four years with someone who I never really felt like more than surface level connected to. And then I meet a new person, and it's like instantly like there's all these connections that I never thought were for me or like mm. that like I was capable of because um, I was just always like oh like yeah I mean if I'm going to be in a long-term relationship it's going to be like for convenience or something not because I really want it um, and now my entire outlook has changed yeah so maybe that's what romance I think is you just right? got you got comfortable and yeah kind of forgot what it was like to feel happy, happy? <laughs> but just like that spark mm -hmm. I don't know well and I think also I can't remember, we've talked about it before. I think that it's also, um, it's a choice, right? It's something you have daily. to keep choosing. Yeah. Exactly, it's a daily choice to love and be loved. Um, mm. It's not, I think, easy. And I think that's something that maybe is easy to overlook when you talk about love, is that it's always gonna be this effortless, perfect, romantic, um, you know, head in the clouds kind of feeling. Um, and I think love is most obvious to me on the days when it's hard. Yeah. You know, when you're... <laughs> I don't think love kicks in until then. I Everything guess. else is infatuation. Exactly. I, right. think, I think the times that I know that I, I feel real deep, true love, to your point of sensing things you maybe haven't sensed before, is the days where if it was anyone else, I would have probably given up or I would have been a worse version of myself. Um, but I choose to either be better or that person chooses to give me the benefit of their love. You know, I think that's what it is. I think love kicks in when you're sick. Mm. It kicks in when you're ugly. It kicks in when you're crying. <laughs> it kicks in. It's, it's, that, it's that sweatpants and, you know, sweatshirt thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's not, it's easy to love. Um, it's easy to love on vacation. Yes. Mm. It's easy to love in that, in the midst of that, romantic moment what's really really hard is when it's when you got 102 fever mm -hmm. or when you had a really shitty day yeah those are the moments that stretched me and i think I, love is not it was like love is this wonderful thing i was like no man love is like like life insurance is a wonderful thing right that's pretty great <laughs> Pretty great. I mean, I took out yeah. a policy on Barbara. And <laughs> so watch out. But I mean, think about this. It's it's the worst thing because it only comes into play in the worst circumstance, mm -hmm. right? That to me is is love. It's like mm -hmm. I'm 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 breaking the glass and employing this because the only thing that's going to keep me from walking out the door is love. Mm -hmm. um, because left to my own devices and my own weaknesses. I'm, I'm incapable. I'm incapable in my own natural sense of, of giving to a person what they truly need. And that's, that's the love. That's why I also think that most people are like, whatever they say was fate brought us together. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm just looking for a sign. Mm. And I just really want um, this feeling. I'm like, oh, I'll see in six months. <laughs> um, because like you said, you choose mm -hmm. daily. It's like, you're my person. Yeah. I'm choosing you. Yeah. Um, I think when it happens too, it kind of hits you uh, in a very interesting way. Like my relationship when it started, um, I didn't want to be in it. Or not that I didn't want to be in it, but I... You had just come out of a four-year relationship. Yeah. You were looking was, for something else. I was looking for yeah. something else. And I wasn't wanting to get into a relationship and I wasn't wanting to... I, I wanted to have my hoe phase, like, for sure. real. <laughs> oh, I get it. You know? I called mine the year of the bull. It was like, <laughs> the bull stays sequestered over here and it wanders over to the pasture yeah. when it wants to. You, and so mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I definitely was, like, so set in this, like, no, I have to do this. Like, I have to, like, I can't meet someone right now that I want to be with because, like, I've told myself I can't do it. I'm and so you, like, you had told me, you're like, I fall in love instantly. I do. Like, yes. I, I I'm really yeah. good at that, too. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, I meet this person and basically, like, two days, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I've really fucked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, found it, you know, found it when I definitely wasn't looking for it. And then, like, I kept... We had a very open and honest conversation from the get-go where I was just like, hey, like, I'm not looking for this right now. Like, mm. this isn't something that I'm interested in, and I'm like, I need to find time for myself. Like, I'm just kind of rediscovering who I am. And, uh... I think that's the best possible way you guys could have started that relationship, though. Oh, but, I mean, it, 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 it called for brutal honesty yes, with each exactly. other. Yes, um, exactly. And that, that sets the precedent for it. Right. Which, which was a thing that I told her. I was like, listen, I just spent a long time with someone who, like, I didn't know how to communicate with. So before we even get together, even if it's a possibility that we may never actually be in a relationship, like, I want to start off with the foundation of, like, solid communication. Do you feel you had the tools and you didn't feel that you could communicate with that person or you didn't have the tools to communicate? Both. Okay, cool. Yeah. I feel like I didn't have the tools. And just, like, I think because we didn't start off at, on, I mean... I don't know. I think I think you can learn how to communicate with someone, but if you don't put that effort in, and I don't feel like either of us did, like, sure, yeah, you're just gonna kind of circle the drain like we did. It's hard to learn how to communicate the longer you're together and don't yes. do it properly. I feel yes. it's like you need to relearn how to be together. After. It's hard. Say that again. It's hard to like communicate. if you if you're in a relationship for a few years and you've never had good communication, mm. it's. I feel harder to start from there yeah. versus early on. Yeah, you're already right. crystallized, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. You already have patterns and, and behavior that have become yeah. characteristics of that relationship. I have, I have a question for you guys, another uh -oh. hard question. Mm -hmm. Talking about love, how do you guys know you're in love? Like, what is that, what is that moment? What is that feeling? Who's gonna start? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 2020? 2020! Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, honesty. I mean, I think I kind of, uh, I think I touched on it. I, I definitely think for me, um, I have not been in a lot of relationships. I think we've talked about that before. I've really only dated two people. Um, Including Dan? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm He's one of the two, basically. Um, and for me, it, it's this, I think it's that, uh, I can be a very selfish person. I think most people have fairly selfish impulses, mm. self-preservation and whatnot. Um, and I think I know, I knew um, that I loved him because, and it's super cheesy, it would be simple things like 
just his happiness was more important than mine. Mm. Um, and I was never really like that prior. Mm. I, I would I would put myself or kind of my own needs first. Um, and it's it's I think to your point, it's the the times where I would not want anyone else to see me. I think it's vulnerability. I think it's someone that, at least for me, it's that I can be completely, because I'm a very, like, I, I'm a control person. I need to be in control and feel in control. And vulnerability is, like, a complete absence of control. Um, and I think there are situations that I would have probably not let many people, if anyone outside of my family. And, like, horrible, horrible knee surgery was one for me, where I had my second knee surgery. Um, and my mom could only be there for, like, the day of surgery. And um, Dan took care of me for like that first week where I was basically could barely walk and right. do anything for myself. Um, and just giving in to, to that and being like, I trust this person implicitly. Um, they're gonna take care of me no matter what, yeah. come good or bad. Um, I think that that, it, it, for me, it's weird. I feel like love is a lot of maybe the opposites of what things people think about. Hmm. It's it's the vulnerability, it's the insecurity, it's the the, the fear are the things that I know that's why I love him is because those things aren't so scary with that person. Yeah. Because I, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, that's not worth it. I don't want to do it. Um, so. I don't know if I could say that any better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I 100% back that. It's, it is a choice. It's just a daily, daily choice um, that you have to be responsible with that choice, right? Because what that choice implies and what it demands and requires on the other end of that is, okay, now you have to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. uh, if, you, if you say this, if you do this, then this is what is required of you. Um, if you take your helmet off, then you can never put it back on again. It's the Mandalorian. Yeah. Hey, I did it. Um, but it, to me, it is, it, is a, it is a willful, conscious decision to do that. And then it, it bears this fruit. It bears this, things are less scary with, with you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, 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 those become the result. It's, it's not the, the substance of it. Um, and I think too many people chase that. And what about the morning when you wake up and you don't feel that? <gasps> oh my God, yeah. I guess we're not in love anymore. No, right. it's Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> my dudes. Right? So that, yeah. that my thing is, that has to subs that has to sustain me through Wednesdays. Love is yeah. what sustains you through Wednesdays. And sounds like a <laughs> Pete Seeger record or something. <laughs> Love is what sustains you through Wednesdays. Hump day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's um, how you sustain through it. <laughs> so I don't know. I, for for me, I, I would just I would echo and, and reinforce everything that you said. It's yeah. it's just a it's a willful choice. Um, Knowing it's hard, but doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Two things that you said that really resonated with me is number one is when their happiness means more than anything else. I, I, I believe that the demonstrate the ultimate demonstration of love is anything that requires a sacrifice from you. To to say because I love you, I'm going to have to do something that is super hard for me and, and selfishly what I want to do is not this. Hmm. Um, but because I know that you need this, therefore, boom. It's the classic thing, if you love something, set it free, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not, it's when your needs supersede, or your wants supersede my needs. Um, and, and putting, truly putting that, that person first. Um, 
Then the also other thing is the days when you say um, we we have hard days. I want to make sure I'm not misquoting you, mm. but to love and be loved. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that is something when a lot of people get into a relationship where they're loving, 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 but they don't have the language in order to be loved, and they can't mm. receive that love. Um, that to me can be a, a, a hindrance to a healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, is learning. I think people try to receive love by giving it, mm. as opposed to just allowing themselves to be loved and, and letting that start from inside first and going, I love who I am, so I get why you love me, and I'm gonna let you love me. Mm-hmm. And then that just becomes a reflection, right? So the love that, Paul McCartney, in the <laughs> end, the love that we get is the love we give. So it's like being able to receive that love from someone and then also filter it through you and now give that to the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing to give but the love that I receive. Mm-hmm. Wow. What about you, Barb? Fucking <laughs> 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 snap. <laughs> um, it's crazy that you say that because there was many relationships I've been in where I felt like I wasn't getting back what I was giving. Mm. Yeah. And to combat that, I would overcompensate sure. with more mm-hmm. and more and more and more, hoping in return that that would then give me back something. Um, and I talked about this before on the show, but the idea of like true intimacy, mm. meaning you could say and do anything with someone without fear of judgment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because to me, that is a huge part of love. And I've been in relationships where I've said I love you and I've, I thought I was in love and then I'm like, I didn't have that. Mm. I didn't have no fear of judgment with that yeah. person. And I don't, I'm just like, how did I not see that? How did I not feel like that was inappropriate for me to be in for that long of a time? But yeah, I mean, whatever, all the stuff you said, I just want to play back and I'll just move my mouth <laughs> and that'll be it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's knowing you're in love is, I think, different depending on the person that you're with. But it's having true empathy for that person, feeling Mm. for that person. And also, Meryl, I know you've experienced this too. You can't shut the fuck up about them. (laughs) You want to talk about them all the time. You want to tell everyone about them. You want to say their name in conversation any chance you get. Mm. It's just like, it's just butterflies. Yeah. It's effusive. You mm-hmm. become yeah. this fount of good. Yeah, for me it's been interesting because I always thought I was a certain kind of person. I was just like, I love my space, I love being alone, I love like being an introvert who comes home and closes my doors and talks to no one and then I'll venture out eventually. Um, but like, you know, in my last relationship we did not live together. We had like, we'd see each other a few times a week and be like, all right, like, I'm going to go back to my place. I'll see you next week. And you were content with that. And we were, we were content with that. And I was just like, this is how I want it. This is how I love it. Like, perfect. Like, if I could spend the rest, I think I've even said on the show before, like, if I could marry someone and live in separate houses, I'd be great. Like, <laughs> never have to spend any time <laughs> with them. Um, and with Hannah, this Hannah specifically, she is the one I am dating. Not, <laughs> it's really going to be hard for people. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, so it's, the girl she's dating, wanted, I like have follow-up questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Barbara has, a na- has Hannah's name. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Your favorite things. Combination. Exactly. Combination. Exactly. <laughs> I just, thing. I said, uh, bippity boppity boop, I want the perfect woman. There you go. <laughs> just need some of your hair real yep. quick. <laughs> yeah, actually my hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny too because she has curly 
blonde hair. Yeah, it is like she abused <laughs> us. Wow, wow. Should Thanks, we do the fucking? Uh, <laughs> oh no, this, was, this was this was genetic. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. bring some supreme being in. You ordered this. <laughs> I, I picked it up at the drive-through. Um, but it's just it it was just like oh shit, like that's how I felt. Just like oh, oh okay. Like this is what it's supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be happy, like spending this mm. amount of time with someone and like looking forward to going to the same per like going going home and seeing her every day and like waking up every morning and just being like, oh wow, like I'm so happy to see you. I'm supposed to be happy. What a phrase. <laughs> oh shit, I'm supposed to be happy. Yeah, I never thought that was a thing, you know? I know so many people that are miserable in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh shit, I'm supposed to be happy. Deep, huh? What else? You thought you were deep. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to be happy. Now you have to, what you have to do is now have a follow-up question for Troy that will make him think even mm. deeper on that. And then you finally get me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh so shit, I'm supposed to be happy. 2020 around the corner. Mm. It's here. It's arrived. What is the greatest thing you guys have learned in 2019? Wow. Um, I didn't prep you at all. Yeah, we, no, we did fine. not. Yeah, we're good though. I said this the other day, not on the show, just in a private conversation, but <laughs> um, I think this year for me was a lot of cautious optimism hmm. and just kind of like treading very lightly in a lot of different aspects of my life, which is kind of exhausting. At some point you get to a point where you're just like, oh, fuck, like, I don't want to feel like I'm on eggshells. I just want to like be on some solid ground. So 2020 is about reckless happiness, I think. Ooh. I you love know? that. Just fucking being happy for the hell of it. I love Why that. Not? Fuck, that's good. Oh, yeah. Shit. Shit. Supposed to be happy. <laughs> reckless happiness. I like that. Reckless. Just cuz I I, you know, I'm Why not? Why not? YOLO. YOLO. As mm. fucking say. happy. No, go with the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um You've been through a lot this year. I have been. Um, I have a 19-month-old boy mm. that if you were ever wondering what's the best human that's ever <laughs> lived, uh, there it is. Barbara Dunkelman. Barbara Dunkelman. <laughs> that's his middle name, actually. Um, <laughs> Traveler Barbara Dunkelman <laughs> Pied Baker. Um, I am so sorry. <laughs> he uh, He's constantly teaching me things. Mm. Um, about the world, about myself. Um, I, we've talked about this, and I was like, I told, same thing, I, I told Pam, I was like, you need to know, I'm never getting married, and we're sure as hell never having kids. Um, because I didn't think that I was worth it. I didn't think that I deserved it. Yeah. I, I didn't know, oh shit, I'm supposed to be happy. And I allowed myself to finally be dangerous, recklessly happy enough uh, to be in a situation where I would love myself enough and I would receive that love in order to be there. And so here we are 19 months later and, and to be 100% in service to another human that is absolutely not reciprocating that <laughs> at all. He has these great moments where his favorite word is mama. Wakes up, mama, 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 mama. And then we joke about it. I was like, what'd you call me? He goes, daddy. Oh. And it's the best. And all I need is a daddy a day, and I'm, I'm great. Keeps the doctor away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then there was this, I was having this big moment where 
um, I had some work that popped up, but it was going to require me to be gone on his second birthday. Hmm. You know, the birthday that you always remember. Um, <laughs> but I would have been gone. And I, I chose to, to not do it so that I, I would be there. And I, you get into a relationship where you're kind of like, see what I did? See what I did? And he was playing with blocks. <laughs> and he didn't care. It's like, do you know what I just did? And I was like, oh, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. And so later yeah, you that day, I, he shit his pants <laughs> and I changed it. And he looked at it and he was like, eat it. Um, and then just later on that day, I was like, hey, dude, can I have a hug? And he just stopped what he was doing, walked over, and he gave me a hug. I was like, thank you, man. I really, really needed that. And I think those are the little things that we get. So I'm, I'm learning that ultimately, in order for me to truly attain what I want, um, I have to be in service. Um, I, I've, I've lived 43 years in service to myself, and, and this is when I'm, I'm starting to love myself enough to love others in a way that, that serves them more than it serves me. Um, but I think this year I've learned, I've learned patience. Hmm. <sighs> learning to slow down. Mm -hmm. I'm learning yep. that there's, um, there's balance to be had, so. Man, I'm still, oh shit, I'm supposed to be happy. <laughs> if that's not a t-shirt by tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Hannah McCarthy. Um, I would say that I, um, I think I learned a lot about, well, it was something I already knew a lot about, but I've been trying to work on, which is perfectionism. Mm. Um, and I think it's just the idea, it's better done than not done and aspiring towards perfect, you know? I think a project that's complete is always gonna be better than an incomplete project that's never made because you had some ideal of what it could be um, and you were, because of that, too afraid to start or yeah. try. Um, and I think that comes back to that, that sentiment of vulnerability. I mm. think a lot of this year has been perfectionism and vulnerability, kind of the idea of like, a lot of what would prevent me from trying things was the fear of failure, the fear of being vulnerable, of saying, hey, I made a thing and someone going, yeah, I don't like it. It's not good. Um, and I think I got just really sick of setting aside the part of me that wanted to try things and to be creative. Um, but was too scared to do it or too scared to take a chance or um, was holding myself to some unattainable standard. Um, and I think a lot of that came from, to your point, I think being encouraged by people whose opinions I trust, um, saying you have value, you have worth, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. You just have to try and right. we're gonna appreciate whatever you've done, regardless of if it's how exactly you thought it would be. Um, and so I think a lot of that has just been just me kind of giving myself the freedom to try things and, and sometimes fail or, or not do as well as I hoped I would. Yeah. Um, because how do you learn but by trying? And that's You learn by your failures. Right. We had it's a, more instructive. It's an interesting anecdote that has nothing really to do with this, but we last week we had a group of UT students come in that, um, we can spell. <laughs> that Blaine and I uh, gave a tour to, and then after the tour, they it's like a web series class. So their whole task throughout the entire semester is to um, come up with a web series and then do at least a pilot or like two to three episodes. Um, and so at the end of the tour, they were screening these episodes for us, and we were supposed to give them notes. 
And so we get through uh, most of them, and like some, some of them are really, really good, like really funny. Um, and then we get to this one, and it's this like sci-fi, like futuristic, like AI-based comedy kind of, but more drama. Um, and the sound's bad, and like all of these things are going on. But I was watching it, and I was just like, like I took my notes, and then afterwards we kind of did a Q and A with with everyone in the room, and then. Um, we were going through, and then uh, that those girls who had that project, um, Blade and I were like, oh, okay, like this other one that just came up, I can't remember what it was called. And they were both kind of sheepishly like, oh, that that was us, yeah. That, it's, they were like, and it's not done yet, it's not done yet, like all of this stuff. And Blade and I both had the same note of like, basically like, wow, like you guys took a risk that you didn't know if it was gonna pay off or not, mm. because all of these other kids did like, comedy things in their apartment and whatnot and these girls like went on location and they like you know they were operating the the boom by themselves and they were doing all of these things and it was just like it was super ballsy of you to try and do something like that that you knew wasn't really in your in your scope but you still tried it anyway um and it was just like it can't like overcome with like pride for them mm. because they they felt so bad and they're like oh you know like we're still working on it and i was just like like you could have tried. never done this. You tried. Like you tried to do it, and that's what that's what matters. And now you'll like learn from that. And like you know, even Blaine had some notes about like, oh, like when you're filming on location, like do this or like you know, make sure you're you're asking the like property manager to like turn off the AC or like little things that like they they were just like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But it was just so kind of what you were saying is like, if you don't ever do it, like how will you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it was just a it was a cool moment to be like, oh man, these cute strange children. Did you cry? <laughs> I didn't cry, no. Oh. <laughs> I didn't cry, but I was just like, and they, they were just like, they kind of lit up because I think like probably all semester they were just like, wow, we were like way too ambitious. Like we should have thought a lot better of this. And even like their professor afterwards, he was just like, yeah, like I, that's kind of something that I've been trying to hammer into them. Like just do it, you know, it doesn't matter if it's not 100% perfect. Like the fact that you're getting it done yeah. is mm -hmm. enough to, to say that you should be proud of yourself. I love that they had you guys to kind of, what a, an incredible resource. You're like, here's learn by our mistakes. Yeah, basically. Anybody that's willing to share their successes better equally be ready to share their failures. Yeah. Otherwise, their successes don't mean a damn thing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I am. People who um, ask me is like, well, so what are your keys to success? I'm like, I have zero. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But I can show you all of the doors to failure. Mm. Um, those are the things that have taught me and I, I, I don't really care too much as like um, you just shipped an, a, a huge game It's like yeah mm -hmm. do you want to know all the ways that it almost failed so that when you make your game or that when you are writing your script or when you're directing your film or your short whatever it is do you want to know what not to do make sure you talk to <laughs> the property manager and get the AC off right. you only know that because we've had to do it. Because you've had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Or because you've done something where you didn't do it. Right. Like, oh my, shit. they should have turned off the mm -hmm. AC. Yeah. Um, Which sucks in Austin, by the way. Yeah. Turning off the AC. <laughs> it's the AC, it's like, shoot it, but have you ever just shot winter for summer? Oh God. Or summer yeah. for winter? Mm -hmm. Oof. Worst. That was the worst. Yeah, I was in a cheerleading uniform in 22 degree weather. Yay. Yeah. Learn how to catch the flu. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's how I did it. 2019. You? Wrap um, it up. Two words. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh shit, I'm so happy. Um, this year I've learned that I'm deserving. Yeah. And I'm capable. Yeah. And it's taken me 30 years to be able to say that. And I think everyone is deserving and capable, mm -hmm. whether or not they feel like it or not.
Wow. Damn straight. Yeah. We started off this year crying. Remember that? Was it yep. this year that we started off crying mm -hmm. with Negri? No, no. Was that two years ago? That was two Jesus years ago. Christ. Oof. I need to be sedated for a while. <laughs> Dude, I'm the one about to cry right now on the show. Things have changed. We should do a box of issues and change the subject <laughs> immediately. Do it. Oh, yeah, this was looking over there. We have a new one. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, I think we have a, uh, Aiden sent us Aiden another Dorothy one. Aiden Jones. Um, so we will be opening that one on Friday, Ooh. I believe, or next time we shoot. Dear Always Open Crew. All right. I'm 19 years old, and I met this girl I like through work, and she has mentioned that she does not and will never like me. I'm fine that we stayed as friends, but there is another guy that she talks to. Uh, this guy and I hate each other, and I get super jealous when she talks to him. Here's my problem. How do I stop having these feelings for someone who I'm fine staying friends with, but also this sense of jealousy when she talks to this other guy? From Joseph. Ooh, Joseph. Hey, Joseph, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge, man. Mm -hmm. Way to go. That fucking... It's not an easy situation to be in. No. Jealousy. What are you jealous of? Are you jealous that she likes him or that he's the recipient of that? Hmm. You wish you were Phil. <laughs> you know what I mean? What was yeah. the name that we used on the show last time? Gary's always a good uh, We did Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Mm. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Doesn't Dennis Quaid besides Dennis Quaid. <laughs> I, if I may. Please. Um, on my left arm, I think we talked about this before, on my left arm I have a tattoo that is uh, one of the 147 Delphic Maxims. I will briefly tell you what that means. In Greek, uh, the Temple of Delphi, there were 147, kind of like they're Ten Commandments, but they're just short mm -hmm. aphorisms of waited to live life. The first one is, know thyself. And I have that written on my weak arm, because I, not unlike you, I'm a righty, so mm -hmm. my left arm is my weak arm. So whenever I feel weak, whenever I feel like I don't know what I'm supposed to do, who I am, if I'm feeling jealous. It's because I don't know who I am. And Stephanie, Brittany, Tiffany, <laughs> Carol. Four names. Um, <laughs> who likes Gary. Um, those two people exist outside of you, Joseph. They, they are not you, and you are enough by yourself. You don't need... Stephanie, Carol, Brittany, Tiffany's affection, even though you really, really want them. I feel, and I've been in that situ situation before where I was jealous of somebody else. And I realized the reason why I was jealous was because either A, I didn't feel like I was deserving of love. And that was just an avatar for that. See, I want to like her. She doesn't like me, but she's capable of liking somebody. She likes him. So what does this guy have that I don't? And then you start mm -hmm. playing a comparing game. He's mm -hmm. taller. He's more fit. He has more money. He's a better job. He's older. He's younger. He's blonde. He's brunette. Whatever. You start playing a comparison game. Um, the feeling of jealousy comes from a feeling of dissatisfaction in who you are, not who they are. So I would just really, really encourage you to know yourself and know that you are enough. Um, and let that basic bitch like Gary Derrick. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Um, make space for someone who does like you. Um, and as quickly as you can, um, love yourself enough to carry yourself and sustain yourself through that. And then make space for... Bonnie. Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie. Yeah, dude. And accounting. Oh, she's fine. She's fine. Yep. <laughs> Point. 
I don't know if I could answer that any. Yeah, I think we're yeah. good. I think we're done. I think, Happy 2020. I think Troy covered it. <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing a post show as well with some more questions. So if you have not signed up for first membership, please do so. It really helps support all of us and the company that we work for. Um, and things like this beautiful set mm -hmm. and Meryl's um, hair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it all goes to <laughs> You're hair. welcome. I need a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> and as a reminder, too, you guys could find us on all your podcasting platforms where you listen to podcasts, so please download it as well or tell your friends. We would love for them to listen to the show. Troy. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Always. Always a pleasure. You are a treat. Thank you. You are a remarkable, fabulous human being. A scholar and a gentleman. And we are all lucky to know you. Thank you. And Hannah. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm unworthy and wonderful. Just all this. It's wonderful. I, I'm very lucky to know all of you guys. Oh, to have very you sweet. We're lucky to have a crew that runs this show. Yeah, <laughs> way to go, crew. Woo we'll see you guys in 2020. 2020. We love you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Psh.